Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott with you. It's 105 in Edmonton. Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. They wish you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operator place to buy office technology and software. In the next half hour for the horses and horse racing, Alberta presenting live standard bread racing Saturday and Sunday at Century Mile. Watch and wager online at hbibet.com. Horse Racing Alberta. Caring for our horses, contributing to our economy. Sportsnet's Mark Spector in 28 seconds time. We will do Oilers Now trivia for Greta Global Street Food today at 125. Jack Michaels at 135 today. So, there you have it. All right. Uh, tell you that you can text us at any time on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780. Excuse me, 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results. Uh, got a bunch of text people's thoughts on having uh, logoing of jerseys. We'll get Specter's thoughts on that coming up momentarily. And also uh, your favorite song from the Tragically Hip as we head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. And we welcome back to the show for Horse Racing Alberta. Mark Specter, hi, Spec. How you doing? No, pretty fair, Bobby. I, I don't... I mean, I don't know about this grave concern over having some ads on a on a jersey. I mean, isn't that horse left the barn in pretty much every other sport anyhow? Yes, it has. I was kind of surprised. Now, it's interesting. We had one negative text on it. Full disclosure, we've had about 15 texts in support of it since then. Um this text comes in saying uh, uh, from IMAX is my wife is Czech and when we visit I always catch a few games. Uh, love Czech hockey fans; they're epic. Ironically, she's from where the juniors finished up last year, and somehow I didn't know that, or I would have been there for Christmas. Anyhow, I've uh, got a few jerseys from over there, and I love them. They look awesome with different brands on them, etc. Uh, only thing I don't like says IMAX is from the fans' view the ice ads mess up your view. 
You play it on it, it's fine, but watching it, it can be hard on the eyes. That one comes to us from iMac. I, he says he played on it. I'm wondering whether or not if I know iMac. If it, if iMac's the guy I'm thinking of, he was a pretty good Western Hockey League player back in the day. So there's one of the examples, Mark, uh, in terms uh, of having, uh, you know, sponsorship on jerseys. Another texter, Brian, says, is fine with me. Soccer has for years. Can be done tastefully. European hockey as well. So there's a couple different uh, uh, reps on it. Give me your full-born uh, uh, perspective, Mark. This is just it's reality, isn't it? Got to find new ways to make money. It is. I think European hockey dilutes the process a little. Like, you know, the premiership, you know, they give you, and I mean, most of European soccer now, there's a big ad right in the middle of their stomach. It's basically where, you know, a hockey team would put their primary logo. But they're not covered in ads. You know, you watch some of those. Like, you see Jesse Pugliarvi in that uniform he's wearing a car pad. I mean, there's stickers on the helmet and on the thigh pads and on the shin pads. I mean, they look like a classified page. I don't even know what – it's hard to focus on any one ad because there's about 15 on every guy. Um, you know, and the, the ice, I mean, I can – we're old enough to remember, you know, no board signs. When those came, everyone thought, oh, my God, board signs, what do we do it? Well, now it's on the ice and – I'm not sure they need to get any more on the ice ball, but again, when you look at the CFL in the playoffs with the amount of advertising they put on their field, I don't love that. Do you? No, not on the field. No. Uh, But cheapens it a little bit, doesn't it? I mean, it looks like they're, it just cheapens it to me a little bit. Uh, this texter comes in saying, Bob, ads are for soccer jerseys. I, I, I think you can, I mean, would they limit it at one, Mark? Would each organization have one that they would have on and there would be a limit to the size that it would be on the jersey? Um, how do you know? Uh, maybe maybe the league sells one that goes on every jersey, and then maybe the teams say, well, I want to sell one on my jersey too, so now you got two. Oh, then you got two, and now it turns into four, and who can say, right? Once you get used to having a certain amount of income, you always want more, <laughs> right? They never stop, Bob, at whatever the HRR is. They always want to make it bigger. So, Mark, did, did, no. I mean, we're discussing this because the league's going to have to find ways to come up with some new revenue. We know that. Um, COVID's uh, winning the battle right now, and frankly, everybody's at the mercy of the pandemic carrying forward here. Uh, that said, it's it's my belief that you there has to be a will to find a way here to get the players back on the ice. Did you hear Brian Burke's comments yesterday? I uh, And Brendan, maybe you can cue this up if you're actually in the studio right now. Um, I don't know if you heard it, Mark, but yesterday I asked Brian about Alan Walsh, his tweet where he talked about the fact that, uh, you know, labor law was going to be broken. And this is what Brian Burke had to say in yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. I got I got news for you. The labor law, my ass. The, the labor law, labor laws protect the employers and and the the union employees. So the labor laws are designed to ensure that things are done a certain way. They've got a force majeure clause in this contract. Trust me, they have the ability. They clearly have the right to not play. Mark, what'd you think of those comments? Well, it's typical. I like a guy like Brian Burke who calls it straight. And believe me, Bob, in our business, it's getting tougher and tougher to have an opinion, right? Uh, uh, Speck, so, you don't you don't know what you're talking about. You suck most days. So anyway, yeah, keep... all right. No, no, give Berkey credit. He says what he means. I like. I don't care if I agree with him or not. That's secondary, right? Berkey 
puts it on the line every day, and there's not enough guys left in the business doing it, and there's not enough outlets left in the business that'll let a guy do it. So, good for Berkey. I'm not, you know, I'm told that inside the PA, they're pretty, they're pretty confident in their position that all things COVID were foreseeable when they did that uh, memorandum of understanding back whatever it was seven months six months ago uh i think that it's probably fair to say bob that it was foreseeable you might have to play without fans this year it was foreseeable that there was a second wave of the pandemic coming we all knew that we didn't know when but we knew that you know it was a grave possibility so my understanding is the pa is pretty happy to to fight that out in court yeah uh let me ask you this for most of the listeners to our show, Mark Spector joining us for the horses and horse racing number. So the players accepted a CBA extension that had a twenty percent uh, escrow—that's a word that they hate—and and then a ten percent deferral. So that gets them down to seventy-two percent of their money for the upcoming season. Now, is it your yep. understanding that they were getting that seventy-two percent regardless of how many games were being played, or was that seventy-two percent based on uh, the prorated games played? No, my understanding was that's what they were going to get this season, regardless of the games played. I believe that there was no prorated uh, language in that contract. If there was, they wouldn't be arguing about it, would they? Well, uh, yeah. So, so Mark, how do they make good on the fifty-fifty partnership with the league if there's no revenue or the re- there's half the expected revenue that was going to come in? And and again, you know my feeling. I think that the fans are actually. It's more than 50%. I, you know, Gary said what he said to the media before the Stanley Cup final. Gary was quoted as saying 50% of the money comes in from fans. I'm like, okay, well, that's what he said. But how, how do they possibly make good if there's substantially less revenue that comes in uh, if they don't take a little bit of a cut here? No, listen, let's make no mistake here. The, the the money being argued about isn't it's it's the the owners front money the owners are going to get their money back their share back from the players over a period of time i think elliot said it best when he said this generation of players looks like they're willing to punt this problem down the road to the next generation of players to pay the, the tab but that's all we're arguing, they're arguing about here is the owners are saying if you're going to owe us all this money in the end why are we spending it now start Start taking it off the top today, and the players are going, no, 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 just front this thing. We'll pay you back over five or six years. A lot of those players aren't going to be playing in five or six years. So uh, that's where they're at. The, the union is, is probably cannibalizing itself a little bit in terms of younger players saying, gee, I'll pay that money now instead of later. And older players said, I'm going to be out of the game in five or six years, so I'd love to kick this can down the road. All right, and here's a different perspective uh, from a texter that has uh, sent in on the Ashley Fine Flores text line from Diesel Dave, and he says, Bob, did the players get paid for last year's playoffs? Well, no, they get paid for the regular season. The players received 92% of their money during the course of the 2019-20 season. They then agreed to come back and play uh, a play-in series in the playoff. Diesel Dave says, did the players get paid for last year's playoffs? Was the agreement signed as a carrot to get the players on board for playoffs, then reneging now? And that, Mark, is, from a player's perspective, that would be a fair perspective to have, would it not be? So we agree to come back under the conditions to do a little bit of a make good, and 
we agree to this deal, and and I think that therein lies part of the the frustration and exasperation with the PA with uh, Gary Bevin right now. Does, does, okay, does that's, D, that's... Does, is that a fair perspective that Diesel Dave's bringing up? Yeah, it's real. It's fair to an extent, but remember that when they play those playoffs, yes, the players don't get paychecks. They got their thirteen pay periods during the regular season, but those playoffs brought in a ton of hockey-related revenue in terms of TV contract money that would have had to have been refunded had they not played those playoffs. Good point so, by you, Mark. So that hockey, that HRR that gets made during those playoffs means less escrow for the players. So they don't get paid in a paycheck, but they do get paid because they get 50% of that HRR that they went out and earned by playing the playoffs. And this is part of the thing that's getting factored in carrying forward. So, so Mark, uh, we're hearing, you know, 20, I had talked to somebody in the Pacific Division yesterday, 28th, 29th, and around that time for the teams that missed the playoffs, that is late December. And then uh, January 1st for the the other 24 teams that were either part of the play-in series or uh, the main playoffs. Um, and then we dropped the puck on the 15th of January. Is that feasible, given what we're going through worldwide with the pandemic? If they can circumvent the challenges that they have from a financial perspective, Mark Spector. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's feasible. Get The guys are going to have to get in here. Uh, just in case anyone doesn't pass the test at the Calgary airport, you know every Oilers player is going through Calgary coming home uh, and taking that test at YYC. Uh, there's certainly enough time. You're going to see small camps, right? You're going to see much smaller camps. You're going to see guys like, I'm going to say this, Bob. I was talking to Ken Hall the other day. I'm, uh, he mentioned that Philip Broberg may stay in Sweden. You're going to see guys that in a normal camp, they'd have given him a chance to come here and duke it out and maybe grab a job or, or challenge for a job and get the experience. It's going to be a small camp, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if a 19-year-old player like Broberg is left for uh, a second year in Sheleftia and allowed to just, you know, not bother coming all over here, wasting all this time, trying out for a team that he might not make. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think you'll see a few notorious names, conspicuous names that aren't at camps, Bob, because the numbers are going to be much smaller. Now, we should mention that Broberg, is he expected to, he is on Sweden's preliminary list for the World Junior Championships. Which is to be? He's going to be on the team. I mean, yeah, right. He's but I, I'm with you. I fully expect him to go back to Shaleftia after that tournament is over, if that indeed does get pulled off. Uh, I, I could see a scenario where both Samarukov at the end of the KHL season and Broberg at the end of the SHL season could yeah. end up in North America at that time. But obviously, uh, distinct possibility neither guy ends up at Oilers training camp. Well, Samarukov for sure not. He is, he is, Holland made a deal with uh, Cheska, the Red Army team, that he will play their season and their playoffs and then will return to wherever he returns over here, whether it's, you know, doubtful to the Oilers. Maybe he gets in some games for Bakersfield if they're playing. Who knows what's going on there? But you will not see uh, Dmitry Samarukov until the Red Army Club is done in the KHL playoffs. Well, and he is an interest. I mean, we all, you know, there's so much focus on Broberg and Bouchard. I think we both think they've got the potential to be top four defensemen, if not higher. I could see Bouchard certainly as a three, and Broberg, because of the skating ability, maybe a top two defenseman. But Bouchard's a guy that will be here sooner, I think. And, and can certainly put up points in the back end. Uh, Samer Rukov's a really interesting one for me, Mark, just because he clearly has taken a step forward this year in the KHL. Yeah, you know, and he's he's 
there's a good player there. Like I've, I'm no scout, but I was lucky enough to watch him extensively in his World Junior in Vancouver, what two years ago. And uh, boy, he was. I mean, offensively, he's exceptionally good. He skates above average. He handles the puck well. He quarterbacked the Russian power play throughout the World Junior. So. The, you know, let's go back over the last 20 years and talk about the different defensemen who have quarterbacked the Russian power play at a World Junior. And you're going to have names like Romanov. You're going to have names like Sergachev. You're going to have names like, you know, we're going back here to Zubovs, to, you know, Markovs. Like, I'm not saying he's those guys, but, but having that job in Russia, <laughs> that's a lot of pedigree. So I love the player. I think he's a good-looking defenseman. He's gone over to the KHL and had an exceptional year this year. Being a defenseman in the KHL is not being a defenseman in the NHL. It's not the same thing. But he's a second-year pro, and he's thriving in the K. I think he's well ahead of schedule, and there's no reason, Bob, no reason not to look at Dmitry Samrukov and say this kid's not going to play. I think he's going to play for sure. Yeah, they're, uh, they've got three excellent defense prospects coming. Mark, switching focus, we open with the tragically hip Cordelia to start today's show. It, uh, got Killer us tune, into... Bob. Killer tune. All right, I agree. Got us into a conversation about favorite tragically hip songs or top two or three tragically hip songs. You got any? That you had I got lots. I think Elliot again said it best, like picking your favorite kid, you know. I was in university, I think. When, when would Road Apples have come out? What year? Does anybody oh. know out there? I'm thinking it was 87. Does that, yeah. sound, does that sound right? Mm, maybe I thought it was 91. Well, guys. Was it 91? You look it up anyway while I'm talking, but um, to me, Road Apples was the the first, you know, the hip album that uh, just, wow, every single tune was great. Cordelia, Twist My Arm. Uh, September of 19... You know what it was? Uh, Spec, I was thinking... Of, I was... Th- uh, 1990 for Road Apples. I was thinking... Because, you know, you and me but were both at CGSR at one time on campus, and they were playing... Yes. The tra- they were playing they the were. first... They were playing the first album from the uh, Tragically Hip, so... They were at CGSR. They were they were early on the hip. Uh, you know, fully, completely. It's just an unbelievable record. Bob Cajun's one of my favorite songs of all time. Not a cold ass. I got all of them, Bob. I'm a Canadian guy who loves the hip. Uh, guilty as charged, right? Uh, up to here came out in '89. So, but I, I know here. for a fact oh. we were we were already playing at at CGSR. Tragically, hip uh, a, a couple whatever whatever song like just you know there was some. Remember Little Louie in the World, French Kiss. I remember that one was very popular as well on campus radio from back in the day. So was a band he, named. So was a band named. Skinny puppy, yes, and and of course, Mark <laughs> SNFU. SNFU very, was they, big, oh yeah. They were sort of the house band of CJSR. Yeah, they that were. Was, is that the Belkies? Is out? Who is in? I'm trying to think of. Uh, I think uh, the Belkies. And uh, anyways, somebody's going to text us right now and educate us. That's going to be awesome. So. <laughs> yeah, that uh, old Meyer Horowitz Theater took a few licks from those concerts. It wasn't. Uh, it was an older building when the SNFU walked out the door than when they walked in. <laughs> one thing. One thing about Meyer when he was president, no. Nobody enjoyed winning that University Cup championship more than him in 1986. Yes, remember, remember, I was, remember how happy he was out on the ice with the players when the Bears won? <laughs> that, that's that's your president of your school. That's when you, you know, These days, they're lucky to even get a pl- 
plug or a mention from the last couple presidents that they've had over at the U of A. But uh, I will, I will, I will tell you point blank: Meyer Horowitz definitely cared about that institution. Uh, Paul Davenport, when he came, uh, he was like Elliot. He was a Western Ontario guy coming to the U of A. Didn't have the same passion for the school. Spec, great stuff. I got a killer. Speaking of killer, I got a killer trivia question coming up. It's up in the next segment. Flick on the radio. You might be able to get it off the your top of your head. We'll wait and see. Thanks for your time, Mark. We'll talk Tuesday. All right, Bobby. Take care. For the horses and horse racing in Alberta, that is Mark Spector. And when we come back, we will get to oil. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's now trivia brought to you by our friends at Greta Global Street Food. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Hi, this is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Thanks a lot, Zach. All right, this one, uh, this one might take us a little bit of time. We'll see. Here we go. We are going to go to Oilers Now Trivia. It's brought to you by Greta Global Street Food. Greta Bar, eat, drink, and play. Brendan Escott, what are we playing for? $50 in gaming credit for those big arcade games at Greta. 780-496-0063. That is the number on the River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. And here we go. Name the number one overall pick that was involved in a three-way deal that the Oilers made where the Oilers traded out a 30-goal score and got back a 20-goal score. Name the number one overall pick that was involved in a three-way deal involving Edmonton where the Oilers traded out a guy who scored 30 at Edmonton and got back a guy who later would score 20 in Edmonton. He also did something as an Oiler, this player that the Oilers got, that had not been done in six or seven years. So, 780-496-0063 at 126 in Edmonton. A little bit of a confusing question. But you got to name the number one overall pick. We will tell you that there's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin, but outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Rich Ford is a nine-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. The year-end event is currently taking place down at Brent Rich. Great people, great service, fully open and transparent. Let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand by calling 1-877-477-3673 or visit BrentRidge.com. The question again, name the number one overall pick that was involved in a three-way deal that the Edmonton Oilers were a part of in which the Edmonton Oilers moved out a guy that had scored 30 for Edmonton and got back a guy who would end up scoring 20-plus for the Oilers and also did something that Edmonton hadn't seen happen in five or six seasons. So we'll see how that uh, plays itself out. you got to call in. You can't text in. Mitch, my man Mitch, and I don't know where Mitch is, but he's driving somewhere out there right now doing some business. You can't win. 
Again, you can text us at 780-496-0063. We will uh, head off at 128 to a global news weather traffic update. We'll see if we got a winner when we come back. And then Jack Michaels and myself are going to engage in quite the conversation. It's going to be tied a little bit to Pittsburgh, to the Penguins and the Steelers, continuity, and as it ties back to the Oilers as well. This is Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.